With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts, the Vancouver Canucks are a team waiting for the other shoe to drop. That is the vibe I get from the Vancouver Canucks watching them over these past two games. We get into that. We get into last night's game, Jacob Markstrom coming back to haunt the Vancouver Canucks. Once again, another masterclass goaltending performance from Jacob Markstrom. Is Elias Pettersson down bad? And of course, we touch on the tragic demise of an institution in this city, TSN 1040. Should be a good one. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Before you listen any further... Subscribe to the Next Misconduct Network wherever you get podcasts. Four shows, you get this show. You get Silky and Filthy, Puck Talk and Bullshit. The Quickie from Trevor Beggs, fully back into it. And of course, sipping on a 40D postgame show with Kyle Bowen and, and occasionally myself. And you're wondering now, why are you listening to me on a Friday. Nick, this episode, this podcast comes out on Tuesdays. What the hell are you doing? We are officially expanding to two episodes a week. You'll still get the Tuesday episode with a guest. Fridays will just be me. There is just too much to talk about to go one episode a week now. There's just too much. The people demanded it. The people demanded two episodes a week of the Power of the Towel podcast for the Next Misconduct Network. They couldn't stand waiting until next Tuesday. They have to get their fix now, and I will deliver it to you. So since we last recorded an episode of Power of the Towel Monday afternoon with our guest Noah Strang, a writer on the Next Misconduct website, it's been uh, it's been an interesting interesting week for the Vancouver Canucks. That night, of course, on Monday they lost three one to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And of course, last night, Thursday night, they lost 3-1 to the Calgary Flames. Two back-to-back, 3-1 losses, and two similar losses in the sense that in both instances, I say, you look at the possession stats, you look at the chances, Canucks were not badly outplayed. In fact, you could say, maybe... The Canucks deserve to win both games. 
But in the third period of both games, especially in that game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, the opponent flipped the switch, figured things out in the third period, and in the end, won the game comfortably by two goals. We saw it some something similar to that last night against Calgary. Of course, Flames are up 2-1 after 2. But the Flames turned it on in the uh, in the third period and, and got the W on the back of a Jacob Markstrom performance. And that just encapsulates what this team is all about right now. They are, they are a fragile group. This is a team right now. The vibe I get from watching them, they are waiting for the other shoe to drop. They are waiting for something to happen. Whether that is a coaching change, maybe even a general manager change. They are waiting for something to happen. Which is not how pro hockey players are wired. You're supposed to go out and compete. And if they're just if they're just waiting around for the other shoe to drop, so to say, then we are in we are in a, a world of trouble. Last night against the Calgary Flames, again, the 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 Canucks did not play that bad if you look at the stats. Scoring chances were 16-14 for the Canucks. Flames had one more high-danger scoring chance. Canucks had 52% of the expected goals. That's a game that you should be winning. <coughs> but alas, they lost that game 3-1. And now... As we're recording this on Friday, Jim Benning is on borrow time. We kind of we kind of hinted at it on my, on the Tuesday episode that it was the case, but reports are coming out. You know, a former guest of the show, Orfan Gafar, has suggested I think their mind is already made up. A guy like Sadiar Shaw, another former guest of the show, Sportsnet 650, said that this four game stretch against the Flames is going to be crucial, which is. Which is wild to me because you have close to seven years of evidence of Jim Benning's time with the Vancouver Canucks to go off of, and you're really going to base it off of three random regular season games. I, 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 I lean more towards Earth's assessment that the mind has to be already made up. And we said it on the Tuesday episode. I, I, I still, in the back of my mind, think it's weird that the Vancouver Canucks would fire Jim Benning, not because... He does not deserve to be let go. But because it's a COVID season and it's going to be hard to find someone in, who's going to be the GM of the Canucks down the stretch? I don't know. Who knows? But I think it's clear Jim Benning is on borrowed time as of this moment. And I, I can't see the ownership group watching Jacob Markstrom you know, steal a game for the Calgary Flames steal potential victory that you desperately need to have any sort of hope to get back in the playoff rates. The Athletic has the Canucks at 7%. I cap them at even 10% just because, again, we've talked about it on the show, be better than the Oilers, the Jets, and the Sens down the stretch. You have a shot at that fourth spot, but they've played a lot more games than everyone else in this division. All these teams have games in hand on the Vancouver Canucks, which really, really handicaps them, which really, really hurts their chances. Change is coming with the Vancouver Canucks. I, I, I firmly, firmly believe it. 
Again, when you have a goalie like Jacob Markstrom come in, steal two points, that 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 has to not sit well with ownership. And we talked about this last night on sipping on a forty, which hurt most. Markstrom, Tanev, Toffoli, and I, th- I still think it's Toffoli because that was a more realistic option to get signed with the Vancouver Canucks. Four point times 4.25, a very reasonable deal. A player you gave up assets to acquire and fit well. He wanted to stay in Vancouver, but of course, Jimbo ran out of time. We all know what happened. No one, no one was really blaming the Canucks for not signing Jacob Markstrom to a six-year deal. That's a bit rich. I think most people agreed for a goalie. No one was blaming the Canucks for not signing Tanev to a four-year deal. Again, a bit rich for a defenseman who has had injury troubles in the past, even though he didn't really have any last season. Tyler Toffoli, that one stings. Because of all the goals he scored against the Vancouver Canucks and the fact you could have had him if not for some self-inflicted cap wounds in the past. Change is coming, folks. I think, honestly, again, this team is waiting for the other shoe to drop. And since, since we last recorded, there was a quote by Quinn Hughes that really caught the minds of people around the league and Canucks fans. This is Quinn Hughes. After the game, I I unfortunately don't have the quote in front of me, but you've all seen it by now. He says something along the lines of, you know, we lost a lot of really good players. You know, taking a shot at management. That's what it came off as. Taking a shot at Jim Benning. Has this team, has this team given up on its general manager? Quite possibly. And this got brought up last night because the Canucks were playing the Calgary Flames. And it's going to be brought up probably every time the Canucks play the Calgary Flames going forward. The relationship between Quinn Hughes and Chris Tanev. Quinn Hughes was taken under Chris Tanev's wing. He, he you know, showed them the ropes of being an NHL player. He, he took him, he had him over for dinner. You know, Quinn Hughes says, Joe, call him dad. I'm sure that's tough for a player like Quinn Hughes to see him leave after just one season. Of course, he's only human. Imagine losing one of your best buddies at your job because you know the Canucks just ignored him. That's that that's got to be tough. But what are these what are these pro players like saying? What do professional athletes like always saying? What do hockey players like to say? The old cliche. It's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. And if you are a young player in the National Hockey League and you are expecting to play your entire career with your buddies, you're in for a bad time. That is not how it works. If you want to play with your buddies, go join Go join a beer league team. Go join a rec league team. That's where you can go play with your buddies. If you're a professional athlete, you're getting paid handsomely, I'm sorry, you can't expect to play with your buddies. And if that is the reason the Vancouver Yorks have been struggling this year, that they miss their buddies, man, that is a big, big, big 
big red flag. Big, big red flag for myself personally. These guys can't handle losing one of their buddies. Very, very tough. Very, very tough. The lot of line was good last night. I thought they were good in the Maple Leafs game too, so that's encouraging. But again, this team, for two straight games, their opponent has flipped the switch in the third period and won the game. That is, that's concerning. Because if teams can do the bare minimum and win, you do not have a good hockey team. You just don't. Justin Bailey went out last night with an injury. I see people online calling for Mark Michaelis to be back in the lineup. Will he, will he be in the lineup Saturday? I, I have my doubts. Again, we, we talked about this before on, uh, on the Tuesday episode. This is the result. Of, this is one of the results of Travis Green not having a contract going into the season him being a lame duck coach. He is going to do whatever it takes to keep his job, and that means playing veterans over young guys. What, what emphasis, what, what motivation does a guy like Travis Green have to play a guy like Mark Michaelis? He doesn't. His job is to win games, and if he doesn't win a lot of games this year, there's a very good chance he is not the head coach next season. Why does he want to play a guy like Michaelis? He'd rather play a guy, I'm sure, like Louis Erickson, put him back in the lineup. Old reliable. Get a guy like Louis Erickson back in. You know, play one of the vets. If Travis Green had a contract extension, if he was, okay, I'm going to be a head coach or at least have a contract for the next two, three seasons, then sure, put Michaelis in. Ride Demko a bit more. But again, he does not have a contract after this season. What emphasis, what motivation does Travis Green have to play any of these young guys? Spoiler alert, he doesn't. He has no reason to, and he doesn't care. He's just worried about winning the next game because his job literally depends on it. I've been making a habit. I mentioned this on Sipping Before. I'm making a habit. I've been making a habit of watching the Canucks press conferences after all these games. And man, does Elias Patterson seem down? Petey's down bad right now. You could just see it in how he answered these questions. I think it was Patrick Johnston, also a former guest of the show, of the province, who asked him you know, a question, and Elias Patterson tries to give an analogy about a roller coaster, and he just gives up. Like that's where Elias Patterson's at right now. This is probably the t- toughest stretch of his professional career. He has never gone through a stretch like this where the team is struggling that badly. Of course, the team was in good 18-19 when he came over, but that was his first, that was his first year in the league. You know, he, he, you know, everything's new to him. He wins rookie of the year. It was a good year for him personally. Last year, they go to the second round in the bubble. Seventh game, good run. Now they lose a bunch of players. You're probably you're probably not making the playoffs. You're looking at an extended death march. You know, for the last two months of the season, this has got to be this has got to weigh a, lo- a ton on him. It has to. There's no way it can't. And it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Whoever becomes the next general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, I think we're at that point right now. 
that whoever becomes the next GM has to really involve the Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes combo in their plans. Because if those two guys don't buy in, then we are in a world of hurt as fans of the Vancouver Canucks. Anyways, after this jump, we'll end the show with a bit of talk of the demise, the tragic demise of TSN 1040. All right, it's time to it's time to end the show with I'm sure as as many of you know, listening know on Tuesday TSN to 40 was unceremoniously yanked off the air with a terrible with a terrible message, a little robotic message at the end thanking them for all the memories, and I'm playing Good Rins <laughs> by Green Day. You gotta just laugh at how tone-deaf that whole thing was. Just unceremoniously yanked. And it's tragic to see a lot of these longtime figures in the Vancouver sports market not get a send-off, not get a, a chance to say goodbye. And I get why Bell does it. You don't want to build up sentiment. It's easier just to yank them. And it sucks, man. It really, really sucks. And at the end of the day, this is not the, the decision by Bell, let's be real, it was not anything about TSN 1040 personally. You know, they were doing well in the ratings. They had a they had a stranglehold on a key demographic, that you know, 25 to 52 year old male. They were they were killing in a, in a key demographic. At the end of the day, this is just about it's cheaper to have someone press play on a bunch of old just for last clips than to have a full staff of reporters and producers and hosts working for a radio station. That's all it comes down to. It's just dollars and cents. That's really all it comes down to. The fact that they were unceremoniously yanked off the air. Like I said, it's just, it's just tragic. It's absolutely tragic. I've had a lot of these TSN 1040 personalities on this show. The Blake, Blake Price, Matt Sakaris, Rick Dollywall, Jeff Patterson, Rob Fay, even producers like Andrew Wadden and Andy Cole Adog. J.D. Burke, not a producer, but, you know, host of Rinkwide. It sucks, man. It, it just, to get yanked off the air like that is it, it, just tragic. I think the legacy of, uh, of TSN 40 is simply this, is turning people like myself, even if I didn't know it at the time, into fans of audio programming. Kyle Bowen and I have talked about it, you know. I think the, the the big trend right now is for some people at least is video podcasts is you know watching the podcast on YouTube, and I get that, but for me you know it's, it's always going to be the audio programming, you know for me listening to podcasts is very much an on the go thing driving around listening to podcasts and that comes from my love of TSN ten forty the team ten forty 
when I first started listening to it way back in the day. And I'm 26 years old that the station was approaching its 20th year, 20th anniversary. And it's been a staple of my life as a, as a fan of sports in the city for as long as I can remember. I remember listening. I had a day off on a trade deadline, and I think it was 2006, and listening to in TSN 1040, or Team 1040, I guess it was back in the day, to hear what the Canucks were going to do. I get all that. I get the, the pain of a lot of people because it's a big part of people's day. You wake up, you turn on TSN 1040, you listen to Halford and Bruff, you go over to Donnie and the Moj, my dad's personal favorite, and Sakaris and Price. And it was, and it, and it was, you know, it drove the conversation in this city for sports. Think of all the, think of all the reports that Matt Sakaris broke. The Brock Besser story right before the, before the bubble. I, the, that station drove the conversation for a lot of people. It, the TSN 1040 it had a loyal, loyal audience. Very loyal. There's still people, there's still people online who like refuse to listen to Sportsnet 650. It, it had a loyal audience. I hope, I pray that a lot of those talents at TSN 1040 get back on their feet and rejoin the conversation in some way. The city needs it. I think we all need it. As sports fans in the city, it's 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 still it's still hard to comprehend. It it really is. But I just I just want to say a personal thank you to anyone who was part of now former, which is still weird to say, TSN ten forty, who took time out of their day to come on this podcast and join me for a conversation. As a fa- as a fan of the station, for as long as I can remember, it, it meant the world to me. As someone who's starting out podcasting, it, it meant the world to me. And you didn't have to do it. You took time out of your day to do it. And for that, I will be forever, forever grateful. So, goodbye, TSN 1040. It's a tragic way to end. But in this sports fan's heart, you will always always have a special place. And that is the very first ever Friday episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Make sure to subscribe to the Next Misconduct Network wherever you get podcasts. One swipe, one tap, as we like to say. You get this show. You get Silky and Filthy. You get the Quickie. You get Sipping on a 40. Four shows. Four shows on the network. For one swipe, one tap. Once again, this is Nick Bonney, the host of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcast. Thank you for listening.